Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. Today, I'm in conversation with Janaki Raman Srinivasan, known as Jani, who's currently the chairman of Noah Pro Technologies, a startup in cloud technologies, and also the president of the Indo-Japan Chamber of Commerce and Industries. Prior to this, Jani was the president and CTO of Mindtree and also was one of the co-founders and a board member. He had a very illustrious career with Wipro before that. In this conversation, he talks about his childhood days in Kumbhakonam, Tamil Nadu and how he got into Wipro as employee number three. He also talks about his father's role in getting him a good education and more in terms of his career about being among the first employees in a newly launched company and taking on various roles such as setting up an R&D activity, setting up a factory and how the significance of having strong bonds with colleagues, which was the early culture at Wipro that stressed on many core values. His experience of setting up a system integration or a system engineering group and moving to Chennai for personal reasons and taking on roles of field engineering, which is something totally new to him and how he was able to manage a large team as well as get into handling the business side of things. His role as a product manager for the microsystems, which required a completely different business model to be mastered and about getting an opportunity to be elected to become the R&D head at Wipro and launching the product engineering services business to take the R&D expertise to the customers. Growing this team from about 350 to 2,200 persons. With that, we kind of pause for this episode. His story continues and we talk about his story with Mindtree and beyond in the next episode. Listen on. Hi, Jani. Welcome to the Software People Stories. Good, Guru. Uh, nice to catch up with you. I've always been curious. I've uh, followed you, then though we've not probably had occasions to you know, interact uh, in uh, detail. So I'd like to start with your origin story. Mm-hmm. You can say how you got into IT and then what has been uh, the various things that you've been doing. Uh, we can take it from there. Sure. I, I belong to a place called Kumbhakonam. Uh, some of your audience may know, but many may not know. It's uh, in uh, Tanju district of uh, Tamil Nadu. Uh, most of my uh, uh, under uh, rather elementary school, I did at a place called Swami Malai, which is closer to Kumbhakonam. And then uh, the higher secondary and the PU I did at uh, Kumbhagonam. Then uh, was lucky enough to get uh, uh, into REC Trichy, uh, which is now called the NIT Trichy, National Institute of Technology Trichy. And uh, did my uh, BE over there, uh, did the electronics and communication. Uh, it was a five-year course at that time. And uh, soon after uh, the engineering at uh, Arisi Trichy, uh, I did my M.Tech uh, from IIT Chennai. And uh, at IIT Chennai, I had uh, three job offers. Uh, one was from DEAL Dehradun, Defense Electronic Application Laboratory. 
and another one was sail ranchi and the third one was a newcomer into the campus interview which was wipro and uh, i chose wipro not because of any other reason other than it being at bangalore and uh, closer to my hometown and i'll be able to visit my parents and i'll be able to take care of them uh, but after joining i got to know i was the third employee at wipro actually when it uh, started getting into the it field a oh, wonderful coincidence just a couple of days back again for the podcast yeah. i was talking to victor oh victor was the first employee yeah he was the first employee and, right and dr sridhar mitta was the second and i was the third actually oh i think i should then catch him also okay <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah. So uh, I can say third to fifth because three of us joined together at that time. Oh, okay. Two from IAC and one from IIT Chennai. So uh-huh. among the first uh, five, uh, and you know, for me it was a wonderful journey uh, reaching uh, Wipro at that time. Mainly because you know my father was a postal clerk uh, in the early stages, and at the time of retirement he became a postmaster. and uh, you know for him to make me study at rec trichy though it was uh, uh, a government college and then we had scholarship still it was a tough thing but still his tenacity and his interest and passion to see that you know i go for good studies uh, help me to make me what i am and uh, the wipro story all of you know uh, you know it it had been uh, you know a right place at right time i can say i was lucky and uh, wipro took off very well uh, so that that's where i started my journey actually maybe from here uh, you can ask follow on questions and then i can answer some of those yeah so even in wipro as a fresher when you got into a company that was growing as you said how was that experience oh that experience was amazing i can say actually you know being a early member Uh, sometimes you know you get an opportunity to work on so many things actually you know we started the office at uh, uh, 45 dickinson road uh, it was a basement actually you know like many startups they talk about a garage story mm-hmm. uh, we have a basement story because i remember the monsoon used to be hectic those days and one of the day uh, you know the whole basement was under water actually so uh, we oh. started that Uh, with uh, hired chairs from a place called Saleh Ahmed mm-hmm. in uh, Shivaji Nagar, and uh, you know we need to do everything. You know, right from making the lab uh, to start with, there there is no infrastructure. You know, we have to take a room uh, that we converted to lab, and then we need to take uh, you know a standard table that was available in the market. Uh, we had to go to bamboo bazaar to get reapers to put linoleum sheet and then the beading around uh, it, it starts right from there you no know, mm. to finding out uh, you know uh, air conditioner finding out stabilizer setting up the whole uh, environment for r&d mm. and uh, having done the first one and a half year in r&d uh, where we had uh, a product ready Uh, we need to set up manufacturing so we set it up again at mysore uh, it started in a house at gokulam colony in mysore and uh, the first computer was assembled over there hmm. by us uh, but having assembled it in the uh, hall we were not able to take it out for shipping because the door frame was 
smaller than the computer size and we had to remove the door frame to take the computer out actually so like that you know the experiences that you get is the ground sap you know in terms of setting up uh, organization setting up the team setting up systems and processes uh, you know deciding on kind of technology that we need to adapt the manufacturing processes we need to adapt uh, finding places for example you know at mysore we finally moved to a place uh, called belagola industrial area and then the factory needs to be laid out so even the plan being reviewed even though i have nothing to do with civil no like that the experiences had been tremendous being a early member actually mm. and the pride when things grow up and do well mm. so i'm sure in those days it would also be the camaraderie and all of you coming together as a team creating all this so as the company grew were you able to maintain the same kind of closeness to your colleagues or how did that change the the, the thing is you know when you join midway and leave midway many a times that emotional connect uh, will be limited actually uh, whereas you know when you start growing up as a team together uh, the bond develops beyond the business beyond your work Uh, to some extent into the family also where families get to know each other uh, we know the freshers who are joining who are getting married who are getting kids and then you know having celebrations uh, so many occasions that connect uh, you know people together and uh, you know there, there is nothing like a success that bonds also actually and luckily you know we had series of successes uh, at vipro so we had several uh, moments and milestones to remember to celebrate and even today uh, you know uh, the team of wipro uh, which is the early team we call it as wipro r&d pns uh, mm-hmm. we have a group and we have around 125 people uh, wow. every day we are communicating and it is only experience sharing no forwards no politics nothing else mm-hmm. but much more of either the experience that they gained at wipro or beyond we pro what are they doing how are they doing and then how we can help each other so the bond goes much beyond and it lives through even though i left wipro in 99 you know even today after uh, 23 years of that uh, i can see that uh, you know the, the bond is continuing that is mainly because it's the early stage uh, organization where the teams were smaller and we were able to grow together but you know another thing that i had to say is you no know, wipro had a different culture altogether it didn't have a higher and fire culture it didn't have a quarter to quarter culture uh, for wipro always right from beginning you know supreme ji used to say that people are the greatest asset and you nurture people organization will automatically grow and when people are the assets and people are at the center of the organization then the level of bond that you develop with the organization and among your people and leaders is something amazing actually oh that's nice and you said that you started being a technical including assembling computers and all that but as the company grew and as your responsibilities grew you might have probably seen a change in the kind of responsibilities or what you spend time on Okay. whether it is leading a team or leading a business etc so how have those transition been for you and did you have to uh, make any changes in your own ways of working see some of the changes that you know i had gone through at 
at uh, Wipro were because the organization needed. And some of the changes that happened uh, were because uh, my family situation or the need that came. But all of them, when in hindsight, you know, when I look back, that led to amazing uh, level of exposure, which made me uh, as not only a technical guy, but to some extent as a business leader down the line. Uh, let, let me tell you, you know, I was telling you that the first one and a half year was R&D. You know, we uh, tied up with a company called Sentinel Corporation at uh, Cincinnati, US to buy the base level technology. And then we did indigenization and then we did enhancement and then we made the product ready in the first one and a half to two years. And then the next one and a half to two years, I was roped into manufacturing with the understanding that I'll go back to R&D, but help the manufacturing people to uh, understand uh, the computer, the architecture, the testing, the quality control, and so many other aspects. So that gave me exposure to uh, the uh, manufacturing process. Uh, while setting up, you also end up learning, actually. Having done that somewhere around 2013 middle, uh, sorry, 1983 middle, 1980 middle, I joined Wipro, 1983 middle, I came back to R&D. And uh, when I came back to R&D, I was given a unique opportunity, actually, you know, where uh, R&D, you think of products where, you know, you think purely from technology angle, not so much from a manufacturing or maintenance angle. Sometimes the engineers don't have that bird eye view of looking beyond technology. So uh, my uh, manager was that Sridhar Mitter. He asked me, can you head a group called System Integration Group? where the R&D people will develop products, but since you have a manufacturing experience also, making it as manufacturing worthy will be your responsibility. That means right oh. from the design stage, get involved and look at what are the aspects that need to be covered from manufacturing, from the field support angle and provide that. So that was a third experience, being an R&D guy, then being a manufacturing, then being a system integration or system engineering guy. Today, we call it a system engineering. Uh, and then came these uh, changes were more because the organization needed. But in 1985, uh, you know, I had a entirely a different uh, exposure that came up because I needed it, actually. Uh, it is mainly because when my father retired in uh, 1985, uh, you know, uh, my brother was 14 years younger to me. He was still in school. And, uh, you know, we wanted my uh, father to settle down well at uh, a place. And uh, we chose Chennai as a place. So the base got shifted from Bangalore to Chennai. And my father and uh, mother, they never had their own roof. Always, you know, it was in the post office behind there will be a quarters or a, a place, uh, you know, which will be dilapidated because it's a government uh, office. And, uh, you know, we need to stay there. So I thought I should give them a good shelter, actually. So I decided that, you know, we will buy an apartment with my father's retirement money and then my own loan. But if I had to take a loan, then I won't be able to manage uh, my own life because by the time I was married. So I went to the organization and told that, you know, I have a problem and I have a financial constraint. And... Uh, I have two choices. One is to leave Wipro, which I don't want to do. But if I have no choice, I'm have to do. 
and another one is for me to find a job opportunity for at Vipro at Chennai. And Chennai was not a R&D center. Chennai was a southern region uh, headquarters for sales and support. And uh, so organization that is Dr. Mitra took it up with the rest of the organization at Vipro. And then he came back to me and then he told me, hey, Johnny, since this is not your desire ever, but you want to come back to R&D and it's only a short span of two or three years when you have to uh, manage your finances. Uh, we have found a job called field specialist. You go there, you have the R&D experience, you have the manufacturing experience, you have the system integration experience. You be the field specialist for the southern region. Whenever there is any critical call or problem comes up and needs a technical resolution, instead of they relying on manufacturing or R&D, they can come to you and you should be able to resolve. So that was the job given to me. And I thought, you know, beggars can't be choosers. So let me go ahead and then take it up and let me understand what it is. But, you know, to my luck uh, or uh, uh, the environment, the person who, whom I was supposed to report, one uh, regional field engineering manager, he resigned. He was a 58-year-old IBM veteran. Oh. And I was by that time, you know, if I'm talking about 1985, so I would have been around 28 years old. The manager who was the All India Field Manager called me. He told me, Johnny, I was talking to you about the field specialist. But now I have a situation. I have my regional field engineering manager leaving. I believe we will be able to do the job. Oh, okay. I, I didn't have any idea about field, and uh, I have never uh, headed uh, uh, a field engineering related function in any capacity. But I was you know, so surprised. But at the same time, you know, it's a challenge, and then why not I take it up? Then I get to understand the dimension of it. Uh, one, it involves uh, the four uh, southern states, uh, Andhra, Tamil Nadu, Kerala, and Karnataka. It includes Goa. It includes southern part of Odisha, which is Angul and Damanjuri, which is the Nalco uh, manufacturing base, uh, who were our customers. I had to cover all of them. And suddenly, oh. from being an individual contributor or guiding one or two people, I need to manage something like uh, a 50-member team and distributed across area offices of various locations and then sometime even the customer location. And I need to manage everything, whether it is the technical support, whether it is uh, spare management, whether it is the AMC collection, uh, making it a profit center and then running it actually. You know? So that is the opportunity that came up to me. And uh, no, I took it up and uh, you know, to my luck, you know, we had a wonderful team and we performed extremely well. And uh, no, I had fantastic rating in the very first year. And on the second year after completing it, by that time, uh, Wipro was deciding to enter into micros. Micros is nothing mm. but the PCs of those days. Mm. Okay. And uh, the PC needed a different game altogether. It needs to be done through channel selling. It needs to be done uh, through franchisee support. It needs to be manufactured in volume. Cost is a very, very essential criteria. So many other things. So Wipro came back again and then told me, you have done a good job. 
but now you have all these exposures and we have a challenge of getting into the pc market which is a cutthroat market which is a volume market which is a cost effective market and you know uh, customers are used to certain level of service and then we need to ensure that it continues so can you become the product manager for micros hmm. so uh, so that's how you know i became the uh, product manager uh, for the micros that was uh, somewhere around uh, 1986-87 time frame and that continued for three years then i can continue the journey and then a lot more exciting things to share but if you have any questions in between i can answer that and then i can continue no <laughs> question very interesting please continue okay so so i started that in uh, 1987 uh, as the micros product manager and uh, that involves in terms of defining the product that is needed in the market architecting doing r&d making sure it goes through the manufacturing clearance field clearance and provide all the needed support for the field in terms of cell diagnostics and so many other aspects because in the field you know one call to a remote location can wipe away the whole amc collected for that year so we need to several time uh, you know uh, see that whether customers themselves will be able to diagnose and then say what is the problem so like that you know we need to cover various aspects so that's what we did in uh, 1987 to 1990 kind of a time frame around 91 a different opportunity came up actually uh, one day uh, our manager dr sridhar mitta uh, and we were immediately reporting to one dr rao uh, all of us together uh, we met because a meeting was called in and in the meeting uh, dr sridhar mitta told dr mitta was the cto and dr rao was the rnd head overall rnd head so dr mitta told that you know dr rao has to move to vipro systems which is our sister organization because that needs a technical leader so he will be moving there and so a new leader has to be brought in for uh, rnd it can be anyone it can be from outside it can be from within the organization but outside rnd or it can be within the rnd itself and you know when he said that i was so surprised with a sort of a unanimous voice from the rest of the leaders who were my peer level people saying that why should we go outside actually we have jani here why not he head the rnd mm. so you know it's rarely you know by election you get a <laughs> leader <laughs> coming up so that that was a, really a shocking shock and awe surprise a positive surprise for me and you know i became the rnd head in 91 uh, time frame then somewhere around 91 is the one when you know we decided that as a domestic rnd uh, you know things are changing because of liberalization you know a dell or a compact was coming in in the micros a deck and ibm were coming in the larger system uh, or uh, customers were looking for fault tolerance customers were looking for workstations so wipro can be totally relying on the indigenous rnd it needs to uh, get certain uh, tie ups joint ventures and then get products from the market so to some extent rnd was under threat but we had a visionary leader that is dr sridhar mitra you know when he he told you know if if others uh, products can come into india and come into wipro we have tremendous rnd skills 
Why should we keep our R&D skills only to Wipro? Why not we throw it up open and then why not we take it to the market? So a new concept of R&D as a service, which became later the product engineering service. You know, we called it as global R&D. That happened uh, in uh, 91, 92 timeframe. We started knocking at the doors of our customers, uh, potential customers, uh, like, you know, Intel, where we used to buy the processors, we were the buyers for them. We told that, you know, we understand your architecture, we know how to port Unix, we know how to port compilers and so many other things, why not we do it for you? Similarly, we went to AT&T, which was holding the Unix at that time, saying that, you know, we will be able to do Unix port and then we will be able to add databases, we will be able to do so many other things uh, to them. Uh, we went to uh, Sun Networks, uh, which was making workstations and selling through Wipro, saying that we can make add-on cards for you. You know, whether it can be a, a multi-channel communication card or whether it's an X.25 card or any such thing, including the drivers and so many other things we will be able to do. Uh, that story clicked very well, actually. It was, you know, I can say till then, the IT services was one known more for sending people abroad rather than projects coming in. And second, even if it is projects coming in, it was, it was much more of IT services where you develop some applications or you do testing. Uh, technologies were not so much outsourced, but we set the trend. And within a short duration, you know, other people like uh, you know, that time PSI or HCL and others also caught up. Uh, and to make it uh, a successful venture, we got Shubrato Bakshi. You would have heard of him. Uh, he became yeah. the CEO for Global R&D, okay? uh, where he used to take care of the sales and marketing, and I used to take care of the technology and operations. And uh, both of us were running together uh, the Global R&D under the leadership of uh, Dr. Mitta. Somewhere around 94, 95, uh, when quality, Six Sigma, ISO, SEI, so many other things became a mandatory requirement, not only in R&D, but in other divisions, as well as across uh, Wipro Corporation, Subruto was uh, roped into head mission quality. And I became the CEO, the chief executive officer of global R&D. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when we started the global R&D business, Wipro was somewhere around 120 uh, people R&D. By the time Subruto left, it was around 350 people. And the next four or five years, I continued as chief executive and I grew it to 2,200 people. Wow. And then I moved to Mindfree. So I'll take a pause here. This is the, the Wipro story about me. Yeah, I think it is a... Good segue. That was the curiosity question that I was going to ask anyway about having grown with the organization, having a large team, doing all these things. Hmm? What was the bug that bit you for the mind tree transition? We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people's stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcast at pm 
powercansulting.com